0: This is Jose Figueroa with an approved workman where we are rightly dividing the word of truth. Welcome to another time of Bible study. I am glad that you're here as we open up God's Word one more time. Our current series is Growing Grace, Growing Knowledge, a study of the book of 2 Peter. If you're new to this Bible teaching ministry, Here is how you can learn more about our work. You can start by visiting our website, www.anapprovedworkman.org. That's anapprovedworkman.org. On the website, you can learn more about the purpose of this ministry, our approach to Bible study, and also review our statement of faith. You can also listen to previous episodes of our current series on 2 Peter, or any episodes from previous Bible study series we have completed. You can also subscribe to the podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and other podcast directories. You can also connect with an approved workman on social media. On Instagram, we are at an approved workman. On Pinterest, we are an approved workman, and our Facebook pages facebook.com slash workmen 215 finally you can also subscribe to our video channels to ensure you don't miss any episodes of the video versions of our lessons these are available on either youtube or rumble let's get started with our lesson for today we all long for home for being in the place where we are supposed to be. Sometimes we long for the place where we spent our growing years. We take trips to go see family or to visit the place where we grew up. That can remind us of the good old days, remind us of where we came from originally. And we very much enjoy the trip and the experiences we can have while we are there. But at some point, we get that feeling of it's time to go home to our current home, our real home. Does that also apply in the spiritual world? Believers are told by Jesus in Scripture that we are not of this world. And the Apostle Paul reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven and that we are really ambassadors of Christ to this world, which means we're not really citizens of this world. This is not really our home, and ultimately, this is not where we want to be. Yet, here we are. We are citizens of God's kingdom, living in a foreign territory. And this world is not only foreign territory, it is also hostile territory. As the world system hates and opposes Jesus, so too they will openly hate and oppose his people. On top of that, we experience the trials and tribulations that come from living in a world that has been cursed by sin. We live with the consequences of sin, the sins of others, and our own sins. We long to be free from all that evil and suffering. But in the meantime, how should we live? The Apostle Peter, who walked with Jesus, lived for Jesus, and died for Jesus, encourages us as we live as strangers and pilgrims in this foreign and hostile territory. He understands that we will face trials and hostility. He understands things are not easy. In today's episode, we're moving to Volume 2 of our series, Strangers and Pilgrims, on 1 Peter and second Peter. The Apostle Peter wrote two epistles to a group of believers who were scattered throughout the world and faced similar challenges. We just completed our study on First Peter, Living Hope. Today we're moving on to volume two, the study of Second Peter. And as we study these letters, Peter, we from Peter, we will see that he reminds us that because we are in Christ, we have a living hope that anchors us we will understand that we have been granted everything we need for life and godliness we can live holy lives because of the one who called us is himself holy and we belong to him we stand as a new kingdom of priests and with that assignment we can stand for the truth of God and have an effective witness towards the world as we endure suffering like Christ endured suffering so let's get started with an introduction to the book of second peter i have named our series on second peter growing grace growing knowledge our key passage for this series is second peter chapter 3 verses 17 and 18 and it reads like this you therefore beloved Knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unscrupulous people and lose your own firm commitment. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Second Peter 3, 17 and 18 The author of of 2 Peter is the Apostle Simon Peter he also wrote 1 Peter. He was originally known as Simon. His Greek uh, the Greek form of his name or Simeon in Hebrew. Peter was the son of Jonas who was also known as John. Peter was the brother of Andrew another one of the 12 who introduced him to Jesus. Peter was a member of a family of fishermen who lived in Bethsaida and later in Capernaum. Among the 12, he was clearly the leader among the 12 apostles. He was their spokesman, articulating their thoughts and questions. Christ renamed him Peter, which is uh, a Greek form of his name, and in Aramaic is Cephas, both words meaning stone or rock. He was part of Jesus' inner circle, along with the sons of thunder John and James. He was empowered to become the leading gospel preacher from the day of Pentecost on. And he opened the door to the gospel to the Samaritans and also the Gentiles. It is understood that he was martyred via crucifixion around A.D. 67-68. These notes come from the MacArthur Bible Commentary by Dr. John MacArthur. Let's talk about the scriptural setting for 2 Peter. The letter is a reminder of the truth of Christianity as opposed to the heresies of false teachers. The audience is the same as in 1 Peter. These were Christians, who like Israel of old, were scattered throughout the world, though the readers of this epistle were predominantly of Gentile rather than Jewish background. Important passages include those concerning the transfiguration, the inspiration of Scripture, and the certainty of the second coming of Christ. Peter was in Rome during the last decade of his life and wrote this epistle about A.D. 67, just before his martyrdom. These notes come from the Ryrie Study Bible by Dr. Charles Caldwell Ryrie. Let's take a brief look at the timeline for 2 Peter. The day of Pentecost happened in 30 A.D., three years later. Uh, Stephen, the first martyr, was killed by the Jewish authorities. At that same time, it was the conversion of the Apostle Paul. Uh, the Apostle James, the brother of John, was martyred martyr in A.D. 44. Paul's first missionary journey occurred 47-48 A.D., The Jerusalem Council uh, in Acts 15 that included both Paul and Peter happened around 49 or 50 A.D. The Apostle Paul launched his second missionary journey, A.D. 49 through A.D. 52. In A.D. 54, Nero became the Emperor of Rome. And a couple of years later, later, A.D. 56 through 58, Paul launched his third missionary journey. It was from Rome, uh, or it was in 58, A.D. 58, that Paul wrote a letter to the Roman believers. Then he ended up in house arrest in Rome, A.D. 60 to 61. The letter of First Peter was written around A.D. 63. There was a major fire at the city of Rome in A.D. 64. Second Peter was written around 66, uh, 67 A.D. 67 A.D. is when it, it is believed that both Peter and Paul were martyred and Nero died in A.D. 68 and then A.D. 70, the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple and then in between the years uh, of A.D. 70 and A.D. 80 is when the epistle of the apostle Jude uh, was written and this timeline comes also from the Ryrie Study Bible. Let's look at the geographical setting uh, for the letter of Second Peter. As I mentioned earlier, his audience is the same as he addressed in his first letter, First Peter. And when we studied that letter, we, named, we looked at the five specific locations that Peter named uh, to his audience. They were spread out in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and that comprises the western half of modern Turkey and also Bithynia. Uh, as we discussed in our introductory lesson for uh, First Peter, these were all Roman provinces in Asia Minor, north of the Taurus Mountains. Let's take a quick look at the content outline for this uh, short letter of uh, Second Peter, only three chapters. First, Know Your Salvation, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Second, know your scriptures, chapter 1, verse 12 through verse 21. Uh, Third, know your adversaries, chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. And finally, number 4, know your prophecy, chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. Uh, This outline comes from the MacArthur Bible Commentary by Dr. John MacArthur. So again, our series is called Growing Grace, Growing Knowledge. So knowledge is going to be a key part of our study of 2 Peter. So you have to know your salvation, know your scriptures, know your adversaries, and know your prophecy. As we normally do in our Bible study series, I'm going to rely on another set of uh, resources, commentaries, books written on 2 Peter to supplement and complement our own study of the scriptures. So what I'd like to do as we close this introduction to 2 Peter is share some of those key messages that we can glean and we will glean from 2 Peter as we complete our study. First, let me start with Dr. MacArthur in his Bible commentary. Here's what he has to say about the message of 2 Peter. He says, quote, 2 Peter was written for the purpose of exposing, thwarting, and defeating the invasion of false teachers into the church. Peter intended to instruct Christians in how to defend themselves against these false teachers and their deceptive lies. Another recurring theme is the importance of knowledge. The word knowledge appears in some form 16 times in these three short chapters. It is not too much to say that Peter's primary solution to false teaching is knowledge of true doctrine. End quote. Let's see what Dr. Tony Evans has to say in his Bible commentary about the message of 2 Peter. He says, quote, Shortly before his death, Peter desired to build up the faith of these believers so that they could recognize what was counterfeit by knowing what is true. He knew that if they increased in their understanding and application of Scripture, they would grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Believers have a new nature from God, but it needs to be fed and nurtured as they participate with Christ in their growth in grace. End quote. So you see both Dr. MacArthur Dr. Evans, the focus on knowledge, uh, increasing your knowledge of the scriptures, your knowledge of the truth, so you can detect what is uh, being fed to you as false teaching and help yourself and others and keep the church strong against Uh, false teaching, heresies, anything that would detract from the glorious message and the truth of Jesus Christ. Very important for our Christians, uh, for us as Christians to be knowing what is true versus what is heresy. In his uh, short book, Understanding the 66 Books of the Bible, Dr. David Jeremiah tells us this about 2 Peter. He says, quote, Knowing his remaining time was short, Peter wrote this letter probably from Rome as he neared the time of his martyrdom. In chapter 1 he affirmed that God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness and we must diligently grow in these virtues. In chapter 2 he warned us against false teachers who speak with great swelling words and emptiness. He concluded with chapter 3 devoted to the Lord's return. When the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. In light of all of this, what sort of people ought we be? We should be people who are known, Peter said, by our holy conduct and godliness as we look for and hasten the coming of our Lord. So again, not just knowledge and grace, but also increasing in that godliness and basically seeking to please the Lord and in all the things we do because we're growing in Him, in His, in the knowledge of Him. So as we gain in knowledge, we're also growing in all these godly virtues. Just as we did with our series on 1 Peter, we will also look at the commentary from Dr. R.C. Sproul on 2 Peter. Here's what he had to say about the message of 2 Peter. Quote, Imagine what it would be like to receive a letter from someone who was a personal friend of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Beyond that, imagine receiving two letters from such a person. When Peter writes to the church about faith and trust in the providence of God in the midst of suffering, he's speaking not in abstract terms, but from the vantage point of one who has been called personally to endure such sufferings himself. He is one who testifies beyond speculation as one who was an eyewitness, testifying not to cleverly devised myths or fables, but to what he had seen with his eyes and heard with his ears. End quote. And again, the Apostle Peter writing as an eyewitness with the reality of living with Jesus, dying for Jesus, walking with Jesus, uh, just communicating that truth to us as one who was there. In our study of Second Peter, we will also rely on Dr. N.T. Wright, and here what, here's what he had to say. Quote, the small groups of believers must have been very concerned. Here they were, far from Jerusalem, the founding center of the church and of their faith, dispersed in the regions of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia. Asia and Bithynia which is now Turkey did the persecution which was increasing mean they were on the wrong road? so the believers wondered should we be listening to new teachers instead of the off to the gospel message we originally heard uh, in response to this situation Peter wrote two letters it was important to be sure that his readers would be able to hold on to the truths which he had taught. Peter insists it was the truth. He was an eyewitness, not just of this, but of all Jesus had said and done during their three years together. Hold on to his death and resurrection, he says. That's the sheet anchor. He is the true Messiah, and one day will be publicly revealed as such. End quote. Dr. Warren Wiersbe also wrote a commentary on Second Peter. We used his first Peter commentary in our previous series. This Second Peter commentary is titled, Be Alert, Beware of the Religious Imposters. And here's what Dr. Wiersbe had to say on the message of Second Peter, quote, all is not well in the professing church. There are dangerous people and dangerous doctrines abroad and God's people need to be alert. The church is suffering from a false view of separation, as well as a false view of cooperation. Too often, we are aiding the enemy and injuring the brotherhood by attitudes and actions that are contrary to God's word. By entertaining of strange persons, said John Flavel, men sometimes entertain angels unawares, but by entertaining strange doctrines may have entertained devils unawares. It is time to be alert." Finally, I want to close with uh, a summary of 2 Peter that comes from our friends at the Bible Project. They say, quote, Peter calls for faithfulness and confronts corrupt teachers who distorted Jesus' message. Peter issues two warnings against corrupt teachers who are leading the Christian communities astray with their way of life and distorted theology. Peter addresses their objections to the reality of Jesus' resurrection and the final judgment. He reminds Christians that their hope is in God. In his time, on the day of the Lord, he will expose evil and injustice and remove it to make way for a new heaven and earth that's permeated with righteousness, God's love, and people who love God and each other. Second Peter is an intense, passionate, farewell speech addressed to the same Messianic church communities as 1 Peter. In the book, Peter challenges Jesus' followers to continue growing in their faith, love, and service to God, and be ready for Jesus' return. End quote. Well, that concludes our introduction to our new series, Growing Grace, Growing Knowledge, from the book of Second Peter. Thank you for listening today. In our next episode, we will have our first lesson in our study of Second Peter, and we will focus on chapter 1. Until then, this is Jose Figueroa, for an approved workbook, where we are rightly dividing the word of truth. May God reach me.